Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for hitting the download button or the subscribe button or whatever it is that you use to find yourself listening to the radio show, The Aftermath. We definitely appreciate you checking us out. You got M16 with you. You got EZ. What's up, man? And Tiki Blue. What's good? We got her to come hang out with us again. What's up? How you guys feeling? Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I'm good. All right, How are so we back with a chilling, you know, um, back at it again uh, with another uh, aftermath. And just to explain to folks real fast, because I never like to make it seem like, you know, nobody's listening to us for the first time because they just might be. This is our spinoff show, the radio show, the aftermath from our live show that we do every Tuesday at eight o'clock Eastern. BlogTalkRadio.com slash It's the Radio Show. You can check us out live with our entire crew. And if you happen to miss us, we are on several streaming services or should I say podcast service services to check us out, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Look, you name it, we're on it. So, you know, Google, so make sure and check us out. So what we uh, do here on the Aftermath is we interview uh, interesting guests in long form. Uh, so what we do is, uh, like I said, these are interesting guests, whether they're artists or singers or whatever it is that they do, we try to bring their stories to you and let them, you know, bring them to you, bring them into your home or wherever it is that you listen to the podcast. So today we're going to be talking to an R&B singer by the name of August Hayes. And I have a special affinity for August because easy, this is a NOLA guy, man, a diehard car-carrying Saints fan. That's why I'm so glad that Tiki is on here to experience and feel all all this Saintsdom with her Atlanta Falcons nonsense. <laughs> I'm finna ha- I'm about to hang up right now because let me tell you, you're not going to for me today. I'm not finna, I'm finna, I'm not finna do some Look, man, uh, the last extra person side you work and you want to and you want to attack me on the side. Now, come on now. That's just dirty. Yeah, I was about to say, look, dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for this most of the time. But I think the last person we want to trigger is Tiki because I think she is going to pull up and call out our hands at our respective places of living. I, I feel would like not it be might surprised happen. if I go walk outside to get the mail and the Tiki was like, what's all that she was talking on the show? Like, we're talking anything. That was easy. <laughs> but anyway. You know I'd be on your side of town. You know I'd be on I know, I know. 
she'll she'll drop over here and then head right to Jim and Nick's afterwards. Just make sure you wear a mask. And, and, and I'm a, and I'm gonna get me a Krispy Kreme donut for my dessert on the side. It's right next door. They right next to each other. All right, so we're gonna bring in what we like to call the high budget applause and bring in the guest for today. Come on, there it is. The high budget applause. We bring in August Hayes. August, what's up, man? How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Pretty good, man. Uh, thanks for uh, making time to come on the show. We definitely appreciate it. Oh, no problem, no problem. All right, so um, we're going to just jump, you know, jump right into everything here. And uh, if you could just uh, tell us um, a little bit about your upbringing. Like I mentioned before, you're a NOLA guy, but you got some ties to Denver, Colorado. And um, if you could let us just know how you got involved with music to the point where you saw yourself uh, becoming a musician. Uh, well, you know, growing up in New Orleans, you know, you, you're around musicians all the time. And um, um, what really got me interested in it was um, you know, I worked in a couple of record stores and, um, you know, I always felt like um, I could do things I was hearing on the radio, but I just didn't have an outlet. So um, I actually ran into um, a guy by the name of Alan Toussaint, and he had a recording studio in New Orleans called Sea Saint Recording Studios. And um, he invited me to come in and, and sing um, a commercial, a jingle. So for some chicken company, I can't even remember what it was, but um, but it was it was it was um, the melody to uh, Hard Knock Life. So I did that, and while I was there, I was able to meet Patti LaBelle and um, Nona Hendrix, Sarah Dash, and then you know the the fire was kind of lit in me then because I you know I love being in the studio. So I just started writing songs and. Um, you know, thinking about what kind of band I would like to have behind me. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I moved from, from New Orleans to Denver, Colorado, and I was fortunate enough to move right next door to Motown, um, Motown's promotion office. And um, I got to meet a lot of stars like, uh, you know, under the radar, like, you know, El DeBarge and Tina Marie, um, Rockwell, uh, Gap Band, all those people, you know. Um, uh, what happened was the lady that was over the promotion department, she was an older lady, a Jewish lady. And one day I was over there, you know, just trying to get to promotional albums and things, and she said, uh, would you like to go and hang out with these guys that we just signed? And I was like, okay, no, no problem. Who are they? You know, it turns out to be um, Switch, the band Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to hang out with them, Jermaine Jackson, and for a whole day just riding around in a limo, you know, and just, you know, talking to them about their upcoming album. Nobody even knew they was coming out. So. And those kind of things really got me interested in, in music business. So I wound up working at another record store called Peaches Records and Tate. And I just kept meeting celebrities and doing doing some, some radio commercials and things like that. So I finally just decided to record an album. And it didn't go anywhere, but I still love doing it. 
So after so, that, let me ask you. Got, let me ask you real quick because you mentioned something real quick um, about working at the record, working at a record store, and, and continuing to meet people. So was that like a hot spot for you to be able to, um, I guess, network with people once you decided this was something that you wanted to do? Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was like incredible, you know, because um, this particular store, you know, Peaches Records, was like you know, the cream of the crop of record stores at that time. And, uh, you know, we always, we always had in-store appearances. Um, and my position there was a buyer. I was, I was able to decide what R&B and what rap albums, you know, would come into the store. So um, the, the first album that I was able to promote myself was uh, Prince's first album. When it first came out with, you know, I think it's the one with Soft and Wet on it. When I tell you nobody wants to buy that album, it, 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 they, they hated him. <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, so, that's uh, awesome. I, yeah. <laughs> we we got to hang out backstage with Prince, Andre, Simone, and um, Lisa, and Wendy, and it was it was a strange experience. Uh, the tickets for that show was only $2. The whole time we were backstage, they didn't say one word to us. It was, it was like being in the library. <laughs> it was the strangest thing ever. But all of those kind of things just kept motivating me to try to get into the business. And, you know, I've been doing it ever since. All right. So let me ask you this. So can you, for people who have not heard you before, can you describe your musical style? What makes you you? Well, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of hard to pinpoint because um, because of my experience with you know different artists and and working in record stores, I got to listen to things that most people just don't listen to. You know, so my style would would be almost like a, you know, a, a pop look of music. Uh, I, I, I like rock, I like rap, I like R&B. So I incorporate all of those things one way or another into my, to my music. So you, you may hear um, something that's straight hip hop, or I may even do a straight rock song. So, cause I, you know, I do play bass guitar also. So, um, but I would say the, uh, the foundation would be R&B. Yeah, my foundation would be R&B. Okay, gotcha. All right, so we are talking to August Hayes, R&B singer. He's got a song out called Easier Than Breathing. He's got an album coming out pretty soon called 2020 Vision. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, and wherever you stream your music. Easy, you got something for August. Hey, August. Easy here. Hey. Um my question for you, man, um, as you've come up in the industry, what was the best piece of advice that you have gotten and who was it from? Was it an artist or a producer or an executive? Um, the best piece of advice was actually from, um, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Isley Brothers, but the best piece of advice was from Ernie, Ernie Isley. And um, he told me to stay independent. He told me to, you know, just do my thing and, you know, don't worry about the critics. 
you know, if you if you like it, just stick with it, and, and that's what I've been doing. And you know, that guy been in the business forever, so you know, who am I not to listen to what he says? And so when I he met, was... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So so basically, he was instilling um, confidence in me. You know, you know, don't you know, don't let people tell you what you can't do. And that's 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 a mistake a lot of artists do. They get frustrated and you know they're 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 searching for fame instead of uh, integrity and in, in trying to develop their craft. So when he told you to stay independent, was he referring to like record label wise or did he mean it like in a different aspect? No, he meant record labels, you know, because you know, they they control a lot of the, the um well they start the issues that most artists have because you you know, you don't have power because they take advantage of your want to be famous and, and that's that's what he's basically telling me. Just stay independent if I could and and, you know, retain my masters, make sure I learn all about copywriting and publishing. And so I was able to learn most of that stuff first before I even recorded anything. And I got the same kind of advice from um jazz musician George George Duke. Because he was just, he was the same way he believed in um, being independent, and you know, and it turns out you know that's the way the world is now. Most artists are independent because you know you don't really need a label to release sing- singles or albums anymore. All right, so again, we're talking to August Hayes, R&B singer. Got a song out called "Easier Than Breathing." Uh, album coming out soon called 2020 Vision, and that's available on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, or wherever you stream your music. Tiki Blue, what you got? Hi, how are you doing? It's nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you also. Great. Um, so you talked about being an independent artist. Do you feel like um, being an independent artist, you have, um, with the, in the resurgence of 90s music and R&B coming back, um, I know the the music that I've listened to of yours does have that that more classical R and B feel. Do you feel like being an R, uh, independent artist right now, you can put out more music along those lines, you know, to stay true to your artistry, or do you feel compelled to keep up with the the current musical sound? Um, well, it's a little bit of both because you know I'd be foolish not to to listen to what's going on. So um, I always stay in touch with what's in the top 30 on, on Billboard music just to, you know, hear the different styles. Um, you know, um, for instance, you know, most of, most of the top 30 on Billboard is, is rap. I'm not a rapper, but I do listen to um, their lyrics, um, things they're talking about. But I would relate more to... Um, Somebody like Dua, what's her name? Dua Lipa, and um, The Weeknd, you know, or or um, who else is out there that I really like? Or you know, some old baby face things like of that nature. But um, I do try to stay in touch because you know I can incorporate those kind of sounds in my music and, and, and still keep it you know, keep it on the R&B side. 
Are there any current artists that you'd want to collaborate with? Oh, yeah, for sure. Most of them females. <laughs> but um, I would love to co- um, collaborate with somebody like Mariah, Mariah Carey. Um, there's another artist um, that does electronic music. Her name is Nicole Hall. And um, my dream collaboration would be with a producer, um, Leon Silvers the third. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I love everything he does. So those kind of people who who um, really, I, my main thing is collaborating with people who have some kind of ability with instruments and not everything is just, you know, computer generated. So I, I love working with real musicians. Are you um are you are you instrumentally inclined? Do you play the, the instruments yourself, or how does that work for you? Well, I play I play um, the bass tracks on my songs. Okay. And then I use um, some computer programs for the rest, and then I arrange, um, write all my lyrics, and do all the background vocals. So okay. but, um, I love I love I love playing um, the bass guitar. All right, so August, I'm going to jump back in here. I got a question for you that's kind of uh, prevalent to what's going on right now. So the state of the world is kind of in flux. There's a lot of crazy things going on. And with the world being the way it is between the pandemic, the racial unrest, added with the lack of true leadership in Washington, do you feel like music can be a part of the healing process? Oh, for sure, because, you know, if if um, if you're like a real student of music, and you go way back to um, old R&D artists um, that are still relevant um, just because of their, you know, their fame. People like Gladys Knight and Curtis Mayfield, um, Temptations and all of that. You you will hear, or even Marvin Gaye, um, the Marvin Gaye album is perfect. It's what's going on has, songs on there that relate to what's going on right now. It's amazing. If you listen to the lyrics, you would think he was still living right in this pandemic. And music, I feel, is a, a way to kind of temper how, you, how you're handling this situation, which is a situation that you can't control. A lot of people are suffering with mental issues right now because you know, they can't control what's going on with the pandemic. The, the, the coronavirus is really controlling everything we do now because there's no, no, no cure for it, no vaccine. So the people that, you know, are resistant or, you know, people that don't want to wear a mask and things like that, they're, they, they're so hung up on what, what happened last year. But they have to realize last year is gone. That's not ever coming back. I don't think we should have um, football, basketball, not, and I love football. You know, Raphael will tell you that I'm the number one Saints fan. But I don't think we should have it until we can have it like we had it before. And we can't get there without having a cure for this disease. So um, and I think music helps to, you know, it basically relaxes people and, you know, help you to think you got to find a niche in music that, you know, won't make you so angry, at, you know, when you're going to bed at night. So 
personally, I, I, I go to sleep with my, with my iPod. So, and, you know, because it is stressful not being able to do what you want. Because I, I love to travel, and I haven't been able to go anywhere this year. Have you written any songs or recorded any um, any albums based specifically on what's going on right now? I know sometimes artists get inspired by the current climate to do that. Have you have you gotten to that point yet? Oh yeah, I have. Uh, I have a song on uh, the 2020 Vision album called "I'm Mad as Hell," and <laughs> that addresses it's a five minute um, kind of a rock song, a lot of guitar work on it. And that's the whole song is about uh, what's going on today. And um, and, and it, it's basically true. I'm mad as hell about being frustrated, not being able to see family members, you know, things like that. So uh, that's the things I put into that song. And actually, it's, it's going to be my third release off this this upcoming album. I can't wait to get that out. My brother is playing um, uh, rhythm guitar on it, so I'm just waiting until he can finish his parts on it. And that's what we're going to release next. But the third song, I have a ballad coming on after um, Easier Than Breathing. Well, I'll have to check that out then. Yeah. I can't wait to to get it out because... Uh, the variety on the album is is pretty awesome. You know, I you know, I have every almost every genre covered on it except classical and country. So you'll hear a little bit of hip hop, some rock, R and B ballads, um, some relationship songs, some sex, sexual relationship songs. But I think everybody will like it once they hear it, uh, and, I, and I'm I'm anxious to get it out. <laughs> cool. So with with the pandemic and everything that's going on, how have you been able to connect with your audience? Are you doing Instagram um, shows with them, or you know how how have you really been able to connect with them? Well, um, I've I haven't done any Instagram shows yet. I, I want to um, collaborate with uh, a nephew of mine who's in a band out in California, so I want to do that. Um, but I have been doing some promotions with, you know, Facebook and Twitter and places like that. And uh, I'm on every outlet that's out there, Deezer, Spotify, Apple, um, almost all of them, I think. So um, I'm doing whatever I can. Um, I'm on another site called Number One Music, and I was rated number three on that in R&B. And uh, I get a lot of feedback from from fans on that site also. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing everything I can besides, you know, setting up a promotions department, which I don't have the funds for yet, but we will be doing something like that also. Cool. Hey, August. Uh, hey. I got another one for you. It's a little – we're going to switch it up a little bit. This isn't really music-related. This is more uh, Louisiana-related. So – I know you said earlier that you moved away from Louisiana, you moved away uh, from home. What was the first item that you were looking for out of state and then you realized that they didn't sell it anywhere else but Louisiana? That's a great question. That's easy. Red box cream soda. (laughs) You 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 cannot cannot find find that that everywhere. 
the anywhere the red but kind. Yeah. yeah. And um, also, um, they they used to have this little candy called Long Boys. It came in coconut and chocolate. And I thought it was a candy you could buy anywhere, but you can't buy it anywhere but New Orleans. It's a trip. And you go down there now and you you go into a gas station, you'll be amazed what stuff they have that no no other place has. So, but the main thing was the, the uh, I always whenever I go to New Orleans, I try to bring at least a twelve pack of the Red Box cream soda back. Right. He just said that, and I hadn't had one in years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while for me too with that. But like, I was I was wondering because like, you know, I lived in Louisiana till I was twenty two. Then I moved to Memphis, and I was just shell shocked when I got to Memphis because I mean, Memphis is only you know six hours from from home. And it's just crazy, like, how far you can go or how close you can go. And, like, some of the stuff that you think would be should be anywhere is not there. So I was just wondering if you had that same shell shock experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, you know, you know we, we try to hoard on everything I could find that, you know, is related to New Orleans when I get down there, man. Like, you know, I've, I've bought some things uh, just for, um, I don't know if you've ever been to the Black and Gold Shop for the New Orleans Saints out in Metairie, Louisiana. And then I, I had bought this Christmas ornament that people were blown away by. It's a, it's a big blow-up uh, football player that you put in the front yard and during the three-point stance. And everybody always asked, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? I said, man, you got to go down to New Orleans, man. That's the only place you can find stuff like that. That's so, right. The only place where you yeah. can get team gear. You can walk in a convenience store and find Saint stuff back home. I could feel Tiki seething in the background. All this this Nola talk is bothering her Falcon spirit. So I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was just, just, I was trying to stick stick to the Boudin, Hasso, Camellia Red Beans mm-hmm. route. But you know, oh, hey, we can yeah. talk about Saints memorabilia too. <laughs> We can, you know, yeah, you know Tony I, 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 I was able to find the. I, I was able, I, you know, I always make, I always cook. Um, I like to cook also, so I do cook um, camellia red beans and the uh, the great northern beans. Um, everything I pretty much grew up on, I knew how to cook. You know, gumbo, um, shrimp, jambalaya, all that stuff. Camellia beans, but we have an. We, we seem like we can have an hour conversation about what to cook. But i tell you what, oh, yeah. what we can do here is, uh, August, if you got a few more moments, we got a little game that we like to play here on the show. But what we want to do is um, we want to break away for a second. We're going to play uh, your song. So if you want to go ahead and introduce that, we'll play that, and then we'll come back because i got some rapid-fire questions for you that we want to ask you. So if you can introduce your song, we'll go ahead and put it on. Okay. Well, take a listen to my brand-new single. It's called Easier Than Breathing. Um Pay close attention to the lyrics. It's it's, it's really um, pertaining to some of the things that um, females do. So um, check it out. Easier than breathing. All right, so we're about to check that out. You're listening to the radio show, The Aftermath. We'll be right back in just a second. <laughs> Easier, easier, 
right, welcome back to the radio show, The Aftermath. All right, you got M16, Easy, and Tiki Blue hanging out with our special guest, August Hayes. You just were checking out his song called Easier Than Breathing. Got an album coming out soon called 2020 Vision. And that song, along with the album when it comes out, are going to be available on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, and all other streaming uh, services. All right, so um, before I get into our little uh, game called Don't At Me Here, August, one last thing here is can you just one more time just let people know where they can find you online, how they can contact you on social media and all that stuff? Okay. Um, the best place would be um, at augusthayes.herenow.com, and um, it has my information um, where uh, music can be found, um, another single called It's the Music on there, um, basically telling you where I'm at. And um, the, the other way, plain easiest way, is just to Google me, and you'll, you'll see most of my information out there on Google. I'm, I'm going to cut that sound up, and I'm going to just use that on the show. Be like, I'm going to just Google me. I'm going to just use that. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So we got your information uh, out there for, for the for the listeners and everything, so that's good. So now um, on this version of the podcast, we have a little game we play called Don't At Me. I'm going to ask you a few rapid-fire questions, give you a couple of choices. You get your answer, and then um, how you basically show your confidence in your answer is you'll get your answer, and you just say, Don't At Me. So – that's okay. it's pretty much that simple. So if you're with it, we can get it going. And uh, I got some interesting stuff here for you. All right, let's do it. All right. Easy, I'm going to have to bring you in on a couple of these and you too, Tiki, even though some of them might trigger you, but that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. All right. All right, August. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Which, all right, which... Saints playoff victory was more satisfying. The 2006 divisional round win against the Eagles or the 2017 wild card win against the Panthers? Oh, the 2017 wild card win against the Panthers. Panthers. I'm not a fan of Cam Newton, so I enjoyed it. So that was my favorite. What about you, Easy? Which one was more satisfying you for you? The 06 win against the Eagles or the 17 wild card against the Panthers? Uh, it was definitely 17 because that was uh, three wins against the Panthers in one season. So 17, don't at me. Right. Um, I would ask Tiki, but she she doesn't care. Um, I'll give you my answer. <laughs> and, and Cam Newton's <laughs> an Atlanta boy, so we're not trying to trigger people. No, we're not trying and to people, I don't but, even remember the Saints in 2006. So, well, it's 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 hard to remember <laughs> when you're you know when we got a game away from the Super Bowl back then. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, for me, it it would have been the 06 one, but I'm going to say 17. And the reason why is because my wife's birthday ended up on the 06 game, so I missed it because I was doing the correct thing, which is taking care of home first, while my friends checked right. me what was going on. So. So it's 17 because I had a chance to watch it. I ain't crazy now. Come on. All right. Here's the next one. Who had the better career, Lil Wayne or Master P? 
Oh, Lil Wayne for sure. No, it's no really? competition. Yeah, I think Lil Wayne had a much better career. So, uh, as I, I would say, as an artist, yes, Lil Wayne. You gotta say, don't at me after that one, because you you got to do, yeah. you got to say it, because uh, yeah, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> Tiki, let me ask sure. you, who had the better career in your opinion, Lil Wayne or Master P? I'm going to echo his sentiment and go with Wayne, only because I think Master P is a brilliant businessman, Uh, but I don't know if he's necessarily a profound artist, Um, but I think Lil Wayne is an amazing artist. He's an amazing lyricist. He's a wordsmith. And I think you can look at his career from back when he was with the Hot Boys to up until now and just how his lyrics have really, you know, morphed and and grown in complexity and simplicity all at the same time. It's amazing. Not to take anything away from Master P. Like I said, I think he's a great businessman. He got that model out there. He really got it going. But I think in terms of a career in artistry, it's Lil Wayne. Yep, I have to agree with Dude, I can't I know, believe you're uh, shocked. If, if you're asking about the artist, if we're talking artist, it's Lil Wayne and it's not even close. But if you're but talking like, wor- like as a businessman, then absolutely masterpiece. But if we're talking career as an artist, it's Lil Wayne and it's not even close. Lil Wayne is one of the best uh, hip-hop artists of all time. So, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely Lil Wayne. I'm- don't at me. I, I love these. I love these ones that start debate like this. All right, so here's the hold next on, one. Hey, hold, one on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Devil's yeah. advocate, real quick. What yeah. is your answer? It's masterpiece. It's masterpiece. Oh wow! And I'm basing it. And I'm gonna tell you. Hey, I'm gonna show my age here. I'm gonna show my age. But I promise you, the only masterpiece song I know is "Make Them Say Uh." That's the only song and, I know by him. And, 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 and this it. concludes you talking about, about Master P. And I'm going to tell you the reason why I chose Master P. is because this guy laid the groundwork for what you see from people now. No Limit was dropping stuff and promoting things. Every week, you bought a new one, you saw what else was coming out. So there will be no Lil Wayne in the form that you know him without guys like Master P. And that's why I chose Master P. Lyrically, you could there's argue, no comparison. You could argue Manny Fresh has had a better rap career than Master P. You could argue that. Mm. Ooh. We might. We, this is. This is. See, I like the ones that spark Ooh. up debate. So we, we're gonna have to revisit this at oh, no, some no, no. point when we get the and, rest of the group. And their their reaction just now was them not. They weren't disagreeing with me. They were like, "Damn, hold on, he might have a point." Am I right? Or y'all disagreeing with me? <laughs> I'm actually going to agree with you again. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure. You could argue Manny Fresh has had a better hip-hop career than Master P as an artist. Okay. That's interesting. We might have to put that up on social media and see what people say about that. (laughs) I think you you would get a lot of responses about that. Yeah, let's let's start up up a debate. Let's do it. Let's do that because the debate is, this is good. All right, here's the next one. All right, August. This is a simple question. Is Drew Brees canceled? Yes or no? Is Drew Brees canceled? Uh, 
I would have to say no. So don't ask me. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Easy as Drew Brees canceled. <laughs> I swear to God, if he wasn't our quarterback, he would be. But because he's our quarterback, he's cool. He ain't, he ain't invited yeah. to the cookout no more. But he ain't canceled. Yeah, I, I, I say he's not canceled because of the people he still has around him. He He's still going to be relevant as long as he has those receivers and, and they keep Alvin Kamara. I think he'll be relevant this season. I think he got one more good season in him. Tiki, what about you? Is Drew Brees canceled? I don't know. Great answer. I don't Pre- know. No, that's well, no, no, hey, no, really no, Tiki, we need your answer on this one because you're, yeah, you have no bias here, so we actually need your answer. Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I mean, because, and I'll tell you this, one, I don't even know who he has around him on the line, so let's just start there. Um, and two, I feel like unless Nightfield will make him stop putting out these commercials, he might still be okay because based on his um, his demographics, he can make this type of blunder and still recover and still go on to make money, whereas somebody of a different demographic may not necessarily be able to do that. Okay. That's fair. I guess time will tell on that one. All right, here's, here's the next one. Here's the next one. August. Shrimp etouffee yep. or crawfish etouffee? Shrimp etouffee. Don't at me. Easy, what about you, man? Shrimp etouffee, crawfish etouffee. Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth here and just say both. Don't at me. Man, that's not how the game goes, man. <laughs> okay, if I gotta pick, it's crawfish. But don't ask. Tiki, do you do you know shrimp. what we're talking about? Yeah, shrimp. I'm just making sure. Um, Wait, did you just for me on this? Like, like you don't think I know food? <laughs> I, just, I forgot this show. We got a whole segment with Kujo based on snacks. Uh, for me, shrimp etouffee or, or crawfish etouffee is shrimp. It's slight. You can't go wrong with either, but if I had to choose, it's shrimp. All right, August, last one. If you had to survive a bar fight and you could only choose one fighter to get out alive and you got either Mike Tyson on one side and you got Floyd Mayweather on the other, who are you choosing to fight back-to-back with? Uh, I'm going to go Mike Tyson. And don't at me. <laughs> Mike Tyson still got hands of stone, so uh, I think, and I think he's still a little crazy in the head. So, uh, I, I the crazy didn't him. leave. No, that's <laughs> that's that's fact. Easy, what do you say, dude? That is a hundred percent the right answer. August made all the points that I would that I was gonna say. First off, Floyd only fights because it's his job. I feel like if me and Floyd got into an altercation at a bar with some other people, I feel like he would just bob and weave and get out of there and leave me hanging. Whereas I feel like Mike Tyson is so crazy, like he's going to beat up everybody before I can even get my hands on somebody. And that's the kind of person you need in that kind of fight. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Somebody with a touch of crazy. Tiki, who, who are you choosing to get out of this fight alive? 
I'm agreeing with, with you guys because Mike Tyson's still scrappy. So, again, yeah. if you're in one of these life or death type situations, I feel like I need somebody that's scrappy more so than somebody that's in it for the show. He almost and beat up true. a cameraman because he was recording him and Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, uh, talking. He's like, hey, man, what you doing what? here? And Chad Ochocinco was like, hey, whoa, whoa, no, nah, he cool, he cool, bro, he cool, he with me. He's like, oh, all right. Like, he's about to beat up a man with a camera. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. And I, I got I got a story about Mike Tyson. Uh, I, I ran into him. Have you guys been to Las Vegas? Yes. I've been, I uh, ran I into Mike Tyson at um, the mall. It's called the Fashion Mall. And I was in a, a clothing store. I was with my um, my niece, and my niece is only fourteen, but she looks like she's twenty-one, you know, figure-wise. So when I came out of the store, he was all in her face with like several bodyguards trying to talk to her. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> And I said, you realize this girl is only 14. And he was like, oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I couldn't believe he was trying to talk to a 14 year old. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just glad that that got out peacefully. <laughs> just like this game of Don't At Me with August Hayes, exclusive to the aftermath with a high budget applause. Wait, so we're not concerned that Mike Tyson's still trying to pull up on twenty-one year olds? We're not concerned. We're not concerned. Oh, people that no, you think are twenty. No, we're not even, I'm, we're not, I'm not doing okay. nothing. I, we, we, I don't even know okay. what you're talking about. We, mm-hmm. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <whew>. So, <laughs> Kiki, you a trip? All right, so I want to know: has, uh, has she, has Kiki been to New Orleans? Uh, have you ever visited New Orleans? I have not been to New Orleans. I was supposed to go to Essence this year, but we know how that's turned out. Oh, yeah. Because uh, a lot of people I know from Atlanta or, you know, other states, surrounding states, once they visit New Orleans, they become an instant fan. Because New Orleans oh. is in the south, but it's not a southern city like most people think. It's not your typical southern city. It's more of a, It's more of an international city. Listen, if she goes there, if she goes there and she gets uh, a taste of some beignets and listens to the music, I mean, I can just hear her saying who that right now. I can feel it right now that she would turn around and come on. No. Home. All right. It'd be converted. I feel it. Nope. Yes. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anything, she'll probably just bring people. a bag with her and just throw up every two seconds. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We 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 can hope, but uh, but August, I, I wanted to say that uh, you know we appreciate you uh, coming on the aftermath, um, you know talking about your your experiences and your your music. Want everybody to remember the song "Easier Than Breathing." The album's coming out twenty twenty vision, and you can get it on all your streaming music services, Spotify, Apple Music, and Title. So, um, again, my man, we appreciate the time. It's good to talk to you and catch up. And uh, hopefully we can have you uh, back on again uh, at some point once you release your music. Oh yeah, I'd be, I would love to do that, you know. And, and we can we can do uh, a track by track thing, and 
you know, the fans think of it. Ooh, yes, and mixing a little bit of a little bit of sports talk as well. So again, you know, we appreciate you, and of course, as uh, we end this here, we're going to give you the high budget applause that the the budget is just broken on it, and give that to you. So we appreciate you, Arbitrators, for coming on, man. And we'll talk All right. soon. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. You, you, you all stay, stay safe now. You too. All right. You too. Appreciate you. And, and, <laughs> all right. Murder Hornets out there. Watch yourself. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So, guys, another aftermath in the book, another dope interview. How y'all feel? Great. But I don't understand okay. why you like to show out in front of company. I'm dead. I'm, I'm sorry. I know you're going to scold me. So <laughs> why do you like to show out in front of company? Oh, Tiki, I'm just you messing really around. Know. That's why I'm laughing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I appreciate, um, you know, a little banter. That's that's what our friendship is based on. Come on now. Let's not act here. Let's not act. Um, how know. many how many friendships have, have you had based on banter? I feel like the list is getting kind of high. Uh, I don't know, probably <laughs> all, probably all of them. Are there? Any yeah, that's what I was fearing. It's none of them. Yeah, that list it's is none of them way my, yeah, I'm saying not b- based on banter is very short. They're probably just acquaintances. But my actual friends, they're all based on that. It's even based on that with my wife and kids. So you can just same thing with my brother. <laughs> and if you heard our episode of the aftermath, which is out there in the archives, when Easy and I interviewed our little sister Iman. You can see that it's deeply rooted within the family. This is a thing, you know. So, um, I did have one thing before we get up out of here, though, and I just—I know we don't do random on this one, but I just needed to say this so I can feel good. I want to give a big f you to the internet. Okay, congratulations! It officially took about a day, and you've made the word entanglement annoying. It's not funny. It never was, and I'm telling you, you need to stop. All right, you have your own relationship problems. Okay, fix your shit. Okay. But whatever, it's cool. Y'all know so, what y'all do. But stop. So are you mad about yeah. that? Or did you realize that you've had a bunch of entanglements in the past and now you have a, no, a word that you didn't know what no, it was? No, oh, and I don't appreciate no. the and I don't appreciate the question, sir. I <laughs> am simply saying Do do we have a shot fired button? Because I feel like shot fired should have went off right there. No, no, no. I'm what st- I meant was before. Well, before I, we were talking about before sixteen got married. So I, that's no, that's neither here nor what there. I'm, what I'm, I'm just saying, simply saying, future was probably sitting watching that interview, going, "Damn, I might need to start calling these things entanglements going forward." No, what I'm simply saying is, is that the internet drives everything into the ground like it's a joke when we're talking about people's lives here. I'm not trying to get all super serious, but what I'm saying is is that there's nothing funny about this, especially when you got your own things that you're dealing with while people are throwing stones and making memes. You might want to check your own stuff before you start making fun of other folks. That's basically what I'm getting at. That's what I'm saying. So, Tiki, before you got married, did you not call them entanglements? I did not call them entanglements, but I believe I may start calling them that now. I, I thoroughly See, that's the point. The that's the point right I was now. trying to get at. So no, I'm just basically I'm just saying that the internet wears out everything. Like, okay, we get it. Oh, it's funny entanglement. Enough. You know okay, me. I don't take much to trigger seen, me. 
it, you're right. That's that's hundred percent facts. But did you see the meme of where they took um, the Disney movie and put August Alcina and Jada Pinkett Smith's face on it? I can't oh, think no. of the damn. It, it's hilarious. I gotta Google that. I'm I'm gonna act like your boy August and be like Google me. <laughs> he did say that though. You know, you can only tell that's, somebody to Google you when you know your shit's in order and you know your content is strong. You be like, bitch, Google me. Otherwise, yes. I can tell yeah. you. <laughs> that's how I took that, too. I was like, wow, this man is so legit. He said Google me. Yes. yes. He's like, I am, I am bona fide. Type me in your Google machine, bitch. I like it. Google me, bitch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's a thing now. That's going to be a T-shirt. But that's what it was. Like, Google me. So what we learned today is that, you know, we talked to a really dope artist. And those of you that are married now, those previous relationships you had before you got married were entanglement. Interesting. And yes, I said that just to trigger 16 one more time before we get out. It's what he lives for. I appreciate you, bro. It's what you do best. (laughs) Let's play some Madden later. All right. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So we we appreciate everybody listening to the aftermath. Tiki, thank you for coming and hanging out with us. You know, I know I was messing with you, but you know I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I love hanging out. Oh, with that's you guys. different. No, I'm about to we say, definitely appreciate. Sounds like you guys do some sweet talking off the air. You're in trouble. Nah, we're we're good. I'm always in trouble with Tiki. Though I ain't doing my job right if I ain't made her mad at least twice a day. Come on now. But um, again, again, we appreciate everybody checking us out. I'm not here ranting and raving like you. I don't want my blood pressure high like you. But that's, that's okay. really you what got, it is. You got a teammate now. You got a teammate because ATL Diva went crazy last week. <laughs> but <laughs> I we'll, still can't we'll believe she answered that day. question so quickly as if she was so educated on the subject. I have questions. You don't understand, the, you don't understand these hard women struggle. So, these again, are straight we, uh, struggles. We, we appreciate y'all listening oh my God. to the aftermath. Before we go, it's a shout out to to August Hayes used entangle. Somebody just used entangle in convincing people to vote in a post. I just wanted to put that out there before you close it out. Let's get out of here. We appreciate y'all. Check us out. All your streaming services, as far as podcasts, we're there. Thanks to August Hayes again, and we are gone. Thanks, y'all. Bye, y'all.